Running up the score. You're listening to the Running Up the Score podcast. Now here's your hosts, Jerry Napoleonello and Kevin Donlin. Welcome back to another episode of Running Up the Score. Jerry Napoleonello, Kevin Donlin. We're back after a week or two off. We're back talking about uh, what we've learned from week six and then what we expect today in week seven. Here we go. I mean, the first thing that I want to talk about is... Um, the Monday night game, you know, what we've seen from the Buffalo Bills, you know, now the Buffalo Bills, they started off the season, they lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers in a very weird loss because they shouldn't have lost it. And they're losing to a team that, you know, we didn't think they would be there, but, you know, they're far less superior to the Buffalo Bills. And I mean, we're, there's talks of the Bills being a Super Bowl contender. And then you lose week one to the Steelers. And then they break off, you know, five games in a row, four games in a row of like, all right, well, this is the team that we expected. This is the team that we said could be a contender for a Super Bowl. And then they go out against Tennessee, a team that's lost to no, you know, no offense, the New York Jets. Plenty of offense to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, and you lose to the Titans. I, I mean, it's just it's mind-boggling with this team. Like, are they good or are they bad? Like, what are we what are we expecting from the Bills? Like, you, you know, know, when it comes to the Bills, I mean, there's no doubt what you're getting out of their offense. I think their offense has been unbelievable from honestly from the get. And uh, you know, Josh Allen obviously turned a corner last year and you know this year you try you know there's pressure to keep that kind of performance and I think he's done a great job obviously he's made a few mistakes you know actually actually a lot more this year than he did last year but last year he just seemed damn near perfect uh you know even the other night against Tennessee he seemed perfect uh that defense for the Buffalo Bills you know they've definitely used some draft capital to increase that defensive line. And what you're trying to get out of that is, you know, you need to be able to stop a running game. Now, Derrick Henry is a different breed. We all know this. We all know how great he can be. Uh, But when it comes down to it, for four quarters, you know, not being able to consistently try to find a way to stop Derrick Henry or just be able to stop Tennessee Titans, you know, their offense altogether, that's a little alarming for me. And uh, even the same thing for Pittsburgh. I mean, that was a great game against Pittsburgh. It was very low scoring. So Pittsburgh's defense, you tip your hat to them, they were one of the few teams to stop this Buffalo offense, which they are heavily leaning on this year, considering their defense has found ways to lose games late. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to the Steelers, the last three or four years, I've been saying every year, the Steelers are going to go as far as Ben Roethlisberger is going to take them. And I don't think he could take them any further. I, I think he's the one that is holding them back. So that's that's the reason why I looked at it going into this season. You know, going up against the Bills in week one, that should have been a massacre. Like, the Bills should have massacred them. Period. Uh, and especially from what we've seen from Ben Roethlisberger since then. So that that was the questionable loss in my eyes. And then, you know, we expected the Titans to be better as well. But they're just... They're not as good as we thought they were going to be. So that's why I still feel like this this loss 
this past week for the Bills is a questionable as you know one as well. They go into the bye now, so maybe they could you know figure something out. Uh, you know, I know it was obviously in overtime or, you know, it was at the end of the game, whatever it was. Um, you know, it's just, to me, it, it's questionable. Do I think that the Bills are bad? No. I think the Bills will get that corrected, and I think they're still going to be up there in, you know, the AFC because the AFC is, I feel like they're they're on the weaker side, uh, at least compared to the NFC. Well, yeah, this year. no, without a doubt, it's obviously going to be much more difficult in uh, that conference as opposed to the NFC this year. But I mean, even the NFC has their great share of great teams right now. I think the, uh, you know, you're just watching a turning point for yeah. uh, the NFL. You're seeing a lot of teams that were great last year, obviously not performing as well. You know, Tennessee actually being one of them. Yeah. You know, they actually have underperformed from their standards. Uh, you know, everyone thought going in. I mean, including myself, that this was the Colts' division to lose. Yeah. And right now, that's exactly what happened. Uh, the Colts, um, you know, even at one and four, they were only at plus two, 275 to win the division, <laughs> which is fairly low for a team that's one and four. But that's how much they thought the Tennessee Titans, Vegas, and everything predicted that they were going to lose to the Buffalo Bills downright on the other night. And unfortunately, the Tennessee Titans actually showed up in full throttle, their offense included, because their offense is really what's been underperforming. I mean, yeah. I can't name the top wide receiver on our on uh, Tennessee right now. I know it's A.J. Brown, but his numbers wouldn't show it. And you and have a you guy have, like Julio Jones, this too. This is my point, is that they have two big-time wide receivers, and they're not putting up big numbers right yeah. now. There's a difficult... Uh, they are having a difficult time right now moving the ball through the air. Now, now they're having no problem with Derrick Henry. He's had yeah. three career games already this season, and Tennessee still finds themselves, you know, under five hundred. So it's it's a a big big concern for uh, Tennessee, considering they're getting great performances out of their running back, which they expect. But unfortunately, it's not leading to uh, an over amount. Of yeah. Wins. Now, like, don't get me wrong. You know, did I think Julio Jones was going to put up numbers that he's, you know used to putting up when he was in Atlanta? No, because you're going he was going to a team that was primarily a run team and they like to, you know, basically take the advantage of the play action because of having such a great running back in, you know, Derrick Henry. But it's just, you know, between injuries and, you know, just underperforming as you said, uh, it's it's questionable for Tennessee and, you know, the fact that they're still around is you know definitely what shows you what that division is you yeah know, they're between, on top of the yeah, division they, right now and it's not even close yeah so you know obviously Tennessee is playing well enough to keep themselves on top of their division yep. which is a good uh, sign right now because really at this point for the Tennessee Titans you got a lot of players on that team that have been to the playoffs before and they just want to get back there somehow some way um you know so I'm not saying players will take a step back, but uh, obviously when it comes to injuries and stuff like that, you got to be careful. And, you know, obviously uh, trying to get that extra yard can, you know, cause yourself to get hurt in the process. So you just got to be careful at some point. But, you know, when it comes to Tennessee, um, you know, I'm impressed by how they've been able to perform early on. But, you know, they, they definitely should be a team that should be 5-1 and one right now, especially from the performances they've oh, gotten yeah. from Derrick Henry. And their wide receivers need to be more involved. Uh, I can, you know, the tight end even as well. There's just the offense isn't moving as, you know, freely as it should be. Yeah. And that's the team that's going to, like Buffalo, they're going to lean on their offense as well. I mean, Buffalo's defense, I think, has the better edge in there. Um, but the Tennessee Titans have shown that they've, they've been giving up points to people all year long, including the New York Jets. So, 
you have you know you can't give up big plays in this league. It's always been a known fact. And right now Tennessee's given up way too many of them. They did a bunch even on Monday night against Buffalo, but they were still able to find a way to win. So uh, you, hats off to them at that point. Yeah. So now another team in the AFC that some may say are underperforming. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs. And underperforming at a point where, yeah, they probably, you know, they shouldn't be as bad as they've been. You know, obviously they're, they're what, they're 500 or they're under 500? Who? The Kansas City Chiefs. No, they're at 500. They're right at now. 500. So this is a, this is a team that, well, they've shown we never expected. Well, they've to be shown at this issues point. as well. I mean, their defense their has been defense one of the worst in the league, horrible. and it's not even just on that. I've seen some terrible interceptions thrown by uh, Patrick Mahomes, just like I've seen some from Josh Allen. Yeah. But again, the point is, is that these two players that I talk about right now, Mahomes and Josh Allen, these guys played near nearly perfect last oh, yeah. year. They were unbelievable. Their offenses cruised the entire season. Yeah, it's it's hard to you it's, know to match that. that. And right now, you know, Mahomes, you could see the frustration on his face, and that's the kind of player that I think every Kansas City fan should be excited to have because he, you know, he cares yeah. you know he wants to win every game that he goes out there um he has been clearly frustrated on the field on the sideline uh, i've noticed it more than ever and that's not something that's not someone you want to yeah. you know anger just as, as similar to tom brady and what it was like for the last 15 years you didn't want to get him angry it's kind of similar with mahomes but right now uh I mean, I don't think Kansas City's in any trouble right now. I think, you know, when it comes down to it, they know what they got. Uh, they know what they're going into each game. They just got to get a game plan to adjust to it. You know, the Tennessee, you know, the Kansas City offense, you know what you're getting. The defense has got to find a way to make plays, and they do have players on this team. It's just right now, overall, Wait, as, a, as a unit, it's just been abysmal. You know what? Kansas City's defense never really was great the last two or three years. They, they were never great. But they were good enough to a point where your offense is putting up 30-something points a game. All you have to do is basically cover, you know, yeah. because every team is going to be trying to catch back up and they're going to be throwing the ball. And they've gotten to the point where, you know, Tyron Matthews made plays, Frank Clark with a sack, you know, um, and even just Chris one or Jones. two, that, yeah, they're not that's, asking much. Exactly. And I mean, even going in practice every week, Andy Reid should be going to that defense. Going considering what we have on the other side of the ball, there's not much expected. Yeah, but there, there needs to be big plays here and there because they are the turning points. Right now, the only people that are making turning points is Patrick Mahomes. He's thrown some terrible balls the last exactly. few weeks. I mean, there was one ball where he's just trying to get rid of it and it got floated in the air. It was probably the in- easiest yeah. interception I ever saw in my life. The game These, where the, the, he lost a, it for them. Another it, throw too, it, you know. And again, people have talked to me about it. They're like, you know, well, you know, he's made that play before. Okay, well, he just tried to make that play again where, you know, he's looking one way and he throws yeah. another way, and it was a terrible throw. And, yes, it went off the receiver's hands as an interception. Everyone can blame the wide receiver all you want, but I see football differently. You know, I see the game as being – that's a terrible throw. You need yeah. to step and throw to your target, okay? That's that's the blame to the quarterback all day long. Oh, well, the receiver should have caught it. He's a professional wide receiver. Well, he's a professional quarterback, and he should know how to throw the ball correctly. Exactly. Now, granted, I know what it does to a defense, and it's difficult to overplay players, but right now Mahomes is throwing a couple of bad interceptions the last, you know, to start the season, the beginning overall, and right now it's the reason why they're at 500, and they should be well over 500 oh, and leading well, this yeah. division. 100%. I, I mean, you go from six interceptions all year last year to now eight through week six. So right there, you can see what Mahomes, is, where he's putting that defense that's already not great, putting them in a position where they have a short field. Yes. You know, eight times so far through six weeks. 
mm-hmm. when he had six all last year. Yeah. So that's that's a huge difference. Huge difference. And my question is, can they weather this storm of a bad defense or just bad play from Mahomes and get to the point where you know they're again in the Super Bowl or whatever? Like, can they weather this storm or is it just you know? Too late. <laughs> well, honestly, they're going to get a real test today. I mean, Tennessee is really in a hype mode right now. Yep. You can't be more uh, confident going in. You just beat the Buffalo Bills. They're a very good team over there. And now you take on the Kansas City Chiefs, who lost to the Buffalo Bills. So you have all the confidence in the world to go out there and win today. So yeah. uh, they're facing a very dangerous Tennessee Titan t- uh, team today overall. And, you know, it's a real test today for Mahomes. And he's going to have to find a way to over, you know, whether it's going to be on him, yeah, it really that, is on nobody else. It's going to be on whether that offense can, can stay consistent. And obviously, you know what you're going to get out of your defense. You know they're going to give up points, so more is going to be expected of you each and every game. You know, right now that's probably a game you don't want to be anywhere near uh, betting. Not betting, but I would say more along the, like with fantasy purpose. You don't yeah. want to be playing anybody in that yeah. game. That could be a scary uh, outcome in regards to both defenses in that game. They're they're both pretty abysmal. But obviously, we go from you know great defenses. You know, I mean. Terrible. The worst defenses, <laughs> correction, to some of the best defenses this year. And one of the best defenses this year, honestly, has been the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, the, the Cowboys overall, they, they've they they've lived off of the turnover. And that's the one thing that's, that's scary to me is, is there going to come a point where they're not getting the turnover because they've gotten a turnover in every single game. Yes. At least one. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Diggs. Seven interceptions so far through six weeks. The guy's been unbelievable. A pick in every single game. Um, you know the defense overall. There and they're they're missing guys. You know you're missing your best defensive player. And for anybody that says Trayvon Diggs is their best, it's you're you're sadly mistaken. Demarcus Lawrence is their best defensive player, and he's out for a couple of weeks. And he's going to be out for a couple of weeks after the bye as well. He's probably not going to be back until at least. Probably Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's going to be so, a, a big loss for the Dallas Cowboys. But nonetheless, they've they weathered the storm. They have to have other guys step up. Yeah. And right now they have so far just to weather the storm. Again, you're with the defense on the defensive side of the ball. No one is shutting out anybody out. No. Okay, we live in we play in a league. You know, we live in a world right now where you know the referees can really just make one call and that'll be the difference. I mean, I saw the other day, uh, for example, like you know they highlighted a wide receiver. He didn't have a single number in the game. But they were so happy. I'm not going to go into names or anything, but they were so happy. He had drawn two huge penalties yeah. in that game. It's just as good as making the play. It just yep. didn't show up on the stat sheet. You know, so when it comes to, like, referees and stuff, you're going to give up points in this league. So it's really coming down to more along the lines of, you know, this uh, your offensive side of the football needs to be consistent. I mean, you can't really depend on your defense, no matter what team you are. To really come out there and make stops because you can be, you know, play great football, but there will be times where, you know, I've seen holding calls from the other side of the field. And granted, it's a reason why yeah. they didn't convert, you know, but I've also seen a lot of teams on fourth down going for it, throwing the football on fourth down. It hasn't been working out at all for a lot of these teams. So it really questions a, uh, a team to go for it and stuff. So the defensive side really gets the advantage there on the mindset of going for it on a fourth down, yeah. uh, especially what I've seen early on in the season. And then obviously what I've seen from kickers as well. It's That's the it's really thing, been Yeah, so I feel like you've seen a lot of teams actually going for it for that reason alone, not just on the kicker standpoint, but just on the fact that the offense is so important and a lot of teams are not having faith in their defense at all. And I'll be honest – when you're going to win a Super Bowl in this league, I mean, you can ask Tom Brady, the greatest himself, who has won more rings than anyone, how important 
his defensive side of the football yeah. is to winning a championship. You're not winning this with one side of the football. He had one of the best offensive ever, and they lost to the New York Giants, who performed because of their defense. Thank you. They had won because <laughs> yeah. they had four guys that could rush Tom Brady, yeah. and their defense was able to drop back and have the best coverage in the exactly. world, and knowing they didn't have to cover long. That's what it comes down to, you know. And you, know, we always hear the, you know, it it all comes down to the trenches. It all, but it really does. When you have a great offensive line and you have a great defensive line, it sets the tone for the whole team, you know, because the the great defensive line now takes the pressure off of the secondary for covering. Yeah. I, I mean, if you got to cover for two seconds, you're going to be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're going to be great. Absolutely. That's what it comes down to. And then the offense, if your offensive line gives your quarterback enough time, the quarterback is an NFL quarterback for a reason. Yep. If he has the time, he's going to make the throw no matter who it is, from Tom Brady down to Case Keenum. He's going to make the throw. They're NFL quarterbacks for a reason. It just depends on how good they are against pressure. And when a quarterback doesn't matter who it is, doesn't have pressure in their face or coming off the the you know their blind side, whatever it is, they're going to make the throw. So when it comes down to it, the trenches are the biggest things. And right now with the Dallas Cowboys, their offensive line is playing very well, even with injuries and a suspension to you know arguably one of their better. Uh, offensive lineman in Lyle Collins, who they'll get back in after the bye, which is great. But, I mean, altogether, their offensive line is playing good. Their defensive line is playing good. Randy Gregory's playing out of his mind right now. And, you know, you're... Leighton Vander Esch is playing well. Micah Parsons is playing well. Their defense altogether is playing well. They, they get, you know... They're getting a lot out of their free agent pickups between Keanu Neal, um, you know, and J. Ron Curse. Like, these guys have been huge for them. Obviously, the reason why they got rid of Jalen Smith. But altogether, I, I think the, the Dallas Cowboys are playing very good football right now. I'm not going to say great football. They're playing very good football. They still have not. And, I, and obviously, coming from a Dallas Cowboys fan, I've watched every second of every game so far this year. They have not put together a full game. They have not put together a full game. And that's the that's the craziest thing is that they're still putting up 34 points a game or whatever it is, and they still, you know, the, the game against the Patriots, they shot themselves in the foot the whole game. They're lucky that they even came out with a win in that game. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start off the game, you go for it on your own 15 yard line or whatever it was on fourth down. You don't get it. You give up a touchdown two days, uh, two games uh, plays later. You know, right there, you're down within three minutes of the game. You're down seven nothing. So you know they just they made a lot of mistakes in in the game against the Patriots. They kept the Patriots around. the The Cowboys are lucky they came out with a W in that game, and that right there just shows you what kind of team they are this year. Because I even said to a couple of people that happening years prior. They would have lost that game. Yeah, no, hundred percent. They would have lost, that game. and that's why two sides of the football are very important. I mean, granted, obviously there was a time right there where the offense of the Cowboys was not creating or generating any momentum whatsoever, and it took a pick six to really get them going. Yep. You know, so it comes to, like what I said, it's very important to have both sides of the football at this point. And right now, you know, one of the teams that I I've seen is the team that just took on the Cowboys, the Patriots. They've shown, you know, both sides of the football and being consistent and running the football. You know the they have a guy, what is it, Damian Harris is yeah. his name? 
Uh, he's you know he's a up and coming running back for the Patriots, and he's just been he's been amazing. He's yeah. been very very good. The one problem that I think the Patriots have right now is the pass coverage. I mean the pass blocking and uh, the the protection of uh, Mac Jones on these fourth downs and third downs. Uh, you know from these two. You know they have uh, Stevenson and Brandon Bolden who are very good pass catchers, but their pass protection has been abysmal. And uh, you feel for Mac Jones at that point. That's just something that Belichick needs to work on and find another way to make it happen. Whether it's add more tight ends, you know, get more offensive well, linemen very- <laughs> out there. They have to find some way to adjust to it. But right now, the Patriots are playing good football for what they have because there's no doubt that their talent level is nothing compared to what they've had in previous seasons. Yeah. And uh, they're still finding ways to win some games. And right now with Buffalo losing these games to Tennessee and Pittsburgh, now they look and they got teams like the Patriots right on their tail. And Miami, too. I mean, Miami, everyone talked about it. One and five, they were really bad. Well, let me tell you, they didn't have Tua for the entire season so far. I mean, that's your starting quarterback. You ask any team in the NFL, if they don't have their starting quarterback, how well they're going to perform. Ask the Kansas City Chiefs how great they would be if they didn't have Mahomes for three or four weeks. They'd be one and five as well, especially the way their defense has been playing. So... I don't really. I don't think Miami's even out of it just yet. I I do know the Jets are out of it. I mean, there's no now. I mean, you know, even today, as you know, as a Jet fan, you hope that they could just show a good game. And obviously, you always want to beat the New England Patriots on the road. Uh, and you just want to see this kid Zach Wilson just continue to develop. So yeah. when it comes to the Jets, they probably had one of the best weeks you could possibly ever imagine last week, and it was because it was they were fun. on a bye. I think that team needed a lot to work on. I think uh, it's going to show me a lot out of Salah and Wilson on how they'll be able to perform today. Uh, and, you know, when it comes down to it, the Patriots are a great team. They should take care of business at home. But uh, hopefully the Jets can make it a, you know, some sort of a contest. I mean, you, we go from one New York side and we go down to the other New York side and obviously a 38-11 to 11 loss last week. <laughs> I guess a very good team. I mean, credit uh, the Rams all you want. They're a very, very good team. And you know, obviously the Giants are not on that standpoint right now. But, what you know, the Giants are in trouble. In regards to their injuries, I, I have actually felt really bad for New York Giant fans. Uh-huh. I mean, using it as an excuse to why you're doing bad uh, just doesn't seem logical to me. They've had plenty of opportunities to have great games. They've found ways to. You we talk about shooting yourself in the foot. Yep. Um, you know, I think the Giants have found a way to do that a couple of times so far this season. They've definitely had the talent to be relevant in this league this year, and obviously they're spending the money accordingly for it. Uh, but they're still. Big, big holes in this team. That secondary is one of the best in the league. I saw one of the best picks in the world a few weeks ago by them. It was probably the best pick of the season so far. It was a very aggressive, great play. I forgot who it was. I think it was Bradbury. Uh, mm-hmm. He did. He had. A, he had an amazing interception. And it's the only the Giants, good thing he's done. Their secondary has been very good, <laughs> but they have no pass rush. So if you look at their pro football focus, you'll see terrible grades across the board. But again, we're talking about cornerbacks that have to defend for almost you know, which seems like hours, yeah. as opposed to seconds. So. You know, with the Giants, there's a lot. They need to pass rush. There's no doubt about it. They're obviously that's going to be a goal of theirs come uh, the draft next year. It's obviously a big hole. Um, evaluating Daniel Jones is tough right now. I mean, it's really you can get uh, you can get Jones right now for a discount quarterback terms. Yeah. You know, obviously, and not spend as much money for your quarterback. Or you could try to make a move for someone like Aaron Rodgers next year. Or you know, go with the draft again to try to find a new answer. But again, I don't think it's the... I think the Giants offense has been okay at times. That Rams defense is at another level right now. It's There's really- nobody on that level. So then putting up 11 points, I'm not shot. And the kid obviously just came back from a concussion. Yeah. You gotta play careful with him. He can't be aggressive and run with the football. And that's when you're gonna see Daniel Jones at his best. I mean, we've talked about it with Dak 
Dak Prescott so many times about how much better of a player Dak Prescott is when he's the threat to run the football. Yep. For I'm not asking for 45 yards. I'm asking for that six, seven-yard rush, get that first down. Exactly. That def- it, it depletes a defense when they do something like Especially that. Especially on third and long. If you Absolutely. got like a third and eight. Well, like a third and, and five even, yeah. and you're able to pick up that sixth yard and get exactly. out of bounds, not get hurt. You know, obviously it, Daniel Jones a, took a big hit last week, yeah. and obviously Dak's taking his share of injuries as well. So, you know, you got to be careful with these players. But, you know, again, these players will be at their best when they're able to use their legs. But the smart way to use it, you know, you got to yeah. be able to slide. You got to be able to get out of bounds. You cannot take a hit if you're going to tuck away and attempt to run the football. Yeah. I, I mean, when it comes to uh, the Giants, I mean, Daniel Jones hasn't been the problem this year. He he really hasn't. It, it's their defense is terrible. You know, their offense. I, I mean, Saquon Barkley He's just a waste. I, I mean, uh, let's let's just be like blunt about it. He's just a waste. I mean, the the Giants should have got rid of him a long time ago. They should have never even drafted him. I mean, we're we're talking over here about the Bills and Josh Allen, and that's who they should have took. <laughs> they should have took him over Saquon Barkley, but they took the sexy pick, and now. Uh, how sexy is he looking on uh, that injured list? Well, I'll, but, I'll tell you, it's taught every NFL team not to go yeah, with a running back in the I first mean, round. I mean, the last two running backs I've noticed in the first round have been uh, Saquon Barkley and then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who yeah. has also been irrelevant for the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs as much as Barkley. So it makes you wonder, like, these guys are great talents, and Najee Harris was a great pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he obviously is showing his uh, capability, especially with a terrible offensive line. But the running back scenario, these guys get hurt a lot. They they got the ball in their hands a lot. They get these hit players the are bigger and better than they've ever been. Like, talk about quarterbacks trying to prevent getting hit. Yep. Running backs can't do that at yeah. all. And obviously, even if it's just rolling an ankle or anything like like that, it's just very likely for a running back to get hurt. So, to draft someone in the first round, it's it just the team took a step back with it. There's Huge no doubt about back. it because you know you're looking at a team that didn't have a quarterback at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Eli Manning was maybe a year away from retirement, or should have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, you're you're taking a guy, and you don't have any other backup plan for Eli Manning. You just take. A running back, when there was, I mean, that draft had very good quarterbacks in that, you know, there that they could have taken. They had the second pick. They could have taken, I think there was three other quarterbacks in that draft. I mean, it's just, it's, it's actually, as a Cowboys fan, it's funny to me. I laugh. I mean, the opening for our show was literally that draft, you know, laughing at them. Um, so that's, that's the funny thing about that, but just overall, the Giants are just, they've been abysmal. Um, I love seeing it. Um, it's just unfortunate. They've had to deal with a lot of injuries right now. It's a big reason why they're abysmal. I mean, even with a, do I care? Not really because you know, the Cowboys have dealt with their injuries all of last year. Nobody gave a crap about that. So, you know, I know why these teams have been bad. I mean, the Giants, are going to be at the bottom half of the yeah. league this year because of injuries. I mean, but again, with the injuries, they're a mediocre team. Even it's before very, the injuries, they were a mediocre team. No, absolutely. Uh, you there, know, there's so. nothing overpowering about the New York Giants. But again, when injuries hit a team, there's just no comparison. Oh, yeah. And no one can say anything like that right now than the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I mean, that's... They, a great they, win the other night. A very good win. And a very, a very good, good win. win. I mean, obviously, they're the first team to play in uh, the Week, week seven, 7 calendar. Uh, they got a nice 17-14 win. Um, again, without Baker Mayfield and no Nick Chubb, and they got a great performance from uh, uh, 
their third string running back Johnson. So yeah. you know they just continued their game plan, and they're obviously a team that could run the football real well and find ways to win no matter what injuries they have ahead of them. Uh, me that personally, I don't, so. I don't think. Yeah, again, they've been very, very that great as well. Uh, Baker Mayfield has not been that great, no. and I felt like even Case Keenum could do what Baker Mayfield has to, is asked to do every week, and. He certainly did that, and obviously the one thing you just ask Case Keenum is don't turn the ball over. Yeah. This is a you know I remember this kind of style of team where you have a great defense, a great running game, and you're just asking your quarterback at that point, hey man, let's not turn, this, turn the ball. Let's not turn the ball over yeah. at all, and we should find a way and have a game plan to win. And a great job by Cleveland last week dealing with the Russell injuries. Wilson, beginning of his career maybe. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's as, as, I know. that's that's the kind of you know game plan that the Seattle Seahawks had. You know, when they were going for their Super Bowls, you know, in the beginning of Russell Wilson's career, it was, you know, let's not throw the, the, we're, we're going to have more. We're going to run the ball. Yep. We're going to play absolutely insane defense. Mm-hmm. Don't turn over the ball. And defense doesn't slump. No. It really doesn't. It doesn't. Obviously, you've had like these great defenses and, you know, what you're asking out of your defense, like we talked about earlier in the show, you just need them to just. They need to be able to make a play or two. Yeah. Whether it's a big sack on a third down, get your team the ball back, stuff like that. You're not asking them to make a play on almost every single down. There have been some teams that oh, have yeah. been great like that. Cleveland's been great being able to stop the run. Uh, their front line has been uh, anything it's, it's short just, of superb. But yeah, it's it's unreal what you're seeing. I mean, Miles mm-hmm. Garrett is on like Aaron Donald's. No, absolutely. Like, and, that, he draft, like, and they drafted level. him for that reason. They exactly. wanted him to be a player like that. And he has been nothing short. Uh, he's been unbelievable. He's been really, really great. A monster. Uh, and another team, obviously, we go right back to, you know, we're going right to the injuries thing. You know, obviously, we're talking about by Mageddon in fantasy. I yeah. mean, a lot of people are having a hard time this week in fantasy football due to a lot of injuries and obviously bye weeks. Uh, it's been very difficult to field a team this week. I mean, we go to the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, they, again, they, yeah. uh, not even including Latavius Murray not playing on week seven alone. Uh, they've had injuries on the other side of the ball even early like, on in the season. Out for the season. Absolutely. Like, like, Quarterbacks, like Marcus Peters. But they've back. played great football. They have. I mean, credit uh, Baltimore 100%. Uh, between you and me, I did take Baltimore last week. And the reason was, was literally because I knew um, Lamar Jackson was getting his number retired by Louisville. So when you hear something like that, you get yeah. a little pumped up for a game. You want to be able to show a good performance, which he did. Uh, it was just, a, you know, the charges that really kind of, you know, Took, yeah, the, I mean, took a foot off the pedal, and, you know, unfortunately it happens here and there. Uh, but Baltimore winning that game the way they did was not predicted, but I did expect Baltimore to win the game on the basis that, you know, I thought Lamar Jackson would give a great performance, which he did. Yeah. Um, and the Chargers obviously couldn't keep up at that point. Um, there's no reason to worry in uh, San Diego. San Diego. There's no reason to worry <laughs> in Los Angeles. They're they're still a very very good team. Los Angeles with a couple of stud squads this year. I mean, I yeah, can't tell I who's mean, better, we, the Rams we, or the Chargers. They're yeah. both playing really really well. Exactly. And you know, my opinion on on the Ravens is, I, I guess, a little different than most. Um, I think Lamar Jackson's been playing good. Do I think he's been playing great? Not really. Do I think the Ravens are a great team? Need, yeah, I was gonna say he doesn't need to play great. You know, uh, they're, you know, they're a decent team. I, I mean, they're in a a, a very tough division. Um, but if if the Steelers are gonna be playing the way that they've been, and the Browns are gonna have the injuries that they have, you know, Baltimore should win this division pretty easily. But putting them up in the AFC. Like compared to the Bills or the Chiefs, I still think that they're the bottom of those two. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I think Lamar Jackson has to play better. Uh, you know, only having in week six, you know, obviously they won 34 to six, but uh, 167 passing yards and 50 rushing yards. It's, you know, I think I feel like Lamar Jackson has to be better. Um, but, you know, I, I like I said, uh, my you know opinion who has to be better. And I actually wanted to take a second of the show to talk about this. We, you know, we talk about Lamar Jackson, and honestly, what comes to mind with Lamar Jackson, I see Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is a terrible football player. <laughs> the Eagles are a terrible football I, team. <laughs> no, I understand that, but I've, I've actually been watching him in depth, and I've just seen a lot of dumb plays from Jalen Hurts. He's trying I mean, Two weeks hard. ago, I saw her on the red zone, and this alarmed me big time. Like, I watched, and they had a guy offside, and they got the playoff. So, obviously, it was a free play. Flags are out. The whole the whole stadium knows, including Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, they all know. You would have thought. It, well, <laughs> he threw a ball to the end zone, and it just went way out of bounds. Yeah. And then, you know, I remember the announcer mentioning something. I was like, oh, it looks like he went with the safe throw. And I'm, I'm like, I understand the safe throw. Don't get me wrong. As a it quarterback, doesn't need to be safe. It doesn't be. Yeah, it did not need to be <laughs> yeah. a safe throw. It needed to just be a ball yeah. thrown into the end zone. You know, and every coach will tell you, oh, you don't know if it's a penalty on that. No, it's pretty obvious, and yeah. you're able to tell that particular penalty. But the crowd goes nuts every yeah. single time, or the crowd will groan yeah. no matter. Like, you can, you'll, you know if it's happening. And then, uh, obviously, to make a throw the way he did last week was just, I mean, two weeks ago, was just the worst thing I ever saw, honestly, in football in a very long <laughs> yeah. time. Like, watching the throw, I was just like, what? that was the worst throw I ever saw yeah. in my life. And it's like, oh, well, maybe he was making a safe throw. No, I mean, that's not supposed to be a safe throw. So no. that's just a terrible play altogether. And then last week with the little floaters that he's he, – he just looks terrible. And I said this, you know, coming out of college. I didn't – I thought he was more of a running back than he was, uh, you know, a, a quarterback. But, you know, that's not here nor there. The Eagles are just not a, a good team really. Um, I think they, they, they haven't found their quarterback yet. Mm-hmm. So that's – you know, Jalen Hurts – could be that bridge, but I don't think it's going to be really that. That's going to be like a rickety bridge. You know, you're going to be a little afraid. And I was a little worried about, you know, actually, I was a little bit more worried about the Giants than I was with the Eagles going into the season. Obviously, that flip-flopped, but I, I'm not really worried about either one of them. But the one team that I am worried about. Jalen Hurts and especially, I just want yeah, to throw that yeah, in there one yeah. more time. I'm sorry. And I don't mean to be critical. But, again, what I've seen the last few weeks, and every Philly fan's booing them, and they have every right, right, to, right now. Yeah. This kid needs to play better or he needs to be benched. And if you're benching him, that means you're showing as an organization in Philadelphia, you are completely lost right now. And unfortunately, you're ruining the end of careers for a great defensive line that you had that was definitely a Super Bowl winning one. And obviously, towards the end of the year, the later years of their career, it's just absolutely going to waste. You know, it's funny, actually, not to go back to the Giants, but I want to just touch on that real quick because it, it, by you saying that, just clicked in my head um talking about booing at home yeah did you hear about uh, leonard williams coming out after the game uh i don't know if it's last week or the week before and said he didn't like that you know that you know getting booed and it's that mindset. You know what that's the reason why the jets got rid of him because you got someone that has no self-control you're on you're I know what the media is. Yeah. You need to put a you need to put an act on, yeah. just like everyone else does on television. Yeah. When the cameras are on, and the yeah. media never wants to hear that, but it's the truth. That's exactly what we're all doing here. Like every human being will do that ever. They will put on an act it's, for you because it, it's, it's what the different. it's what the public yeah. wants. Exactly. You can't do things like that. Yeah. You just look. You know. Now you now you're just. He just looked in, weak in, a, in yes. that in that position, and I I just they have every right. 
to be to be booing you. You have since 2017, listen to this. Since 2017, the Giants have been the worst team in the NFL record-wise. You know yeah. what's funny about that? Is that this past week mm-hmm. in London, the Jaguars had their first win in 20 games. Yes. Their first win in 20 games. Who okay. took them? I took them. <laughs> their first win in 20 games, okay? The Giants since 2017 have been the worst team in the NFL. They have they've been 9 and 26 at home, and you're telling me that the people that are paying 300, 400, 500, 600 dollars to go see a team that's 9 and 26 at home and the worst NFL team since 2017, you're going to tell me you don't have the right to boo? I'm laughing. And- I'm laughing because my mother and my sister are on their way there right now to go watch a game. <laughs> so, like, that thought just goes, it's just yeah. funny to me. Uh, but it's the truth. <laughs> and, really and you know what? And some of these people that have season tickets for the Jets or the Giants, they have to pay PSLs. Okay? So that you're paying for the right to pay for your ticket. Okay, so it's not the four hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollars. You know, you game. don't have to do that for the Islanders, but yeah. we won't go off subject. <laughs> Just continue. My yes. apologies. But I, I mean, it's the truth. I mean, if I had to pay that kind of money to see what I've been seeing on the field for the Giants, boo away, boo away. And Leonard yeah. Williams, if, you, if that's hurting you, play better. Yeah, How about exactly. That? Or Play just find a way to win a game. I yeah. mean, obviously, at 38 to 11, those fans were out of there by the third quarter. So it's you probably bad. didn't hear booing in the fourth. No. And you know what the sad thing is? Is that at halftime, they were honoring one of the Super Bowl teams. So they had Justin Tuck, you know, uh, Brandon Jacobs, Eli Manning, Ahmad Bradshaw. Like, they had all these guys there, and half the, the, the stadium was gone because they were already down 28 to nothing at the point. You know, that's the funny thing. So, uh, just give me a break. Give yeah. me a break. I know. But Yeah, now you shouldn't be doing that in front of a camera and in front of the media. That's yeah. what the media is wanting. I mean, honestly, you have to understand they, they're begging, when that's happening, they're begging there's for, literally yeah. guys sitting there <laughs> yeah. with the camera going like yep. this. They're begging for something praying like that. Praying to God that you Headline. do something or yep. say something and basically praying to God that you break. Yeah. And that's exactly and what that's Leonard what Williams does. It's a big reason why probably the Jets got rid of someone. Who, we like to call that a loose cannon. Yeah. Um, you know, the Jets have obviously found ways to draft guys like this constantly, but uh, happy to get rid of him. Uh, I don't want a guy like that doing that at the end of games. Yep. You know why you're getting booed. Take it for what it is. Your paycheck still comes in every week. Don't act like you're this Man affected up. by it. Just continue to move on. Continue to work hard and play great football. Because Leonard Williams has played pretty good football. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I mean, maybe he thinks that every boo is for him. It's yeah. not specifically for you, it's sir. For it's the for the product that you're yes, putting on the field. Yes, exactly. That people pay a lot of money for. The NFL is a very, very expensive business. So when you don't win in this league, it's unacceptable. I'm exactly. a Jet fan. The Jets have been terrible for a very long time now. You Every year, I lose my patience because yep. even a year like this year, we're like, oh, well, hopefully the Jets can find a way to you know, be competitive with New Get England today. <laughs> I want to beat every team we ever yeah. play. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's just the mindset that's of – That's the point of you know, competition. <clears throat> that's exactly the point of competition. You want to find a way to win, and the demand to win is always there every yep. year. If you think the fans just after a while, like, oh, you know, it's just another loss. Everything's okay. No, we want to win every single yep. time. That's part of the game. It's always been part of it. You know what uh, fan base is overcoming uh, some, you know, bad football in the past and are absolutely ecstatic what they're seeing from their team? 
The Arizona Cardinals. Absolutely. They're probably How one about, of, I shouldn't say one of the best. They are the they best are, team yeah. in football right now. <laughs> I think Kyler Murray has taken the kind of step in comparison to what Josh Allen did last year. And uh, it's probably another – he probably re- created his own new chapter yeah. with how good he's been. Because um, he's not just doing it with his arm. He's no, he does it with his feet. legs, but he's being super careful with yep. it. Um, obviously, I'm never a fan of someone that's going to be over amount with your legs. We've always talked about yep. this. For, I mean, we can go back to videos from yeah. years ago. And obviously, yeah. Russell Wilson. And Russell yep. Wilson proved to me to be completely wrong on that yeah. aspect. Uh, he's the only quarterback I've ever seen to stay healthy. But then here we are talking right now, and he's yep. on the sideline right now. Yeah. You know, it's so hard to consistently be able to play in this league and consistent. Whoa, consistently stay healthy. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, you know, well, fortunately, right now for Arizona, they're able to stay healthy with uh, Kyler Murray. And right now, when this kid is healthy, let me tell you, there's nobody stopping this man. It is. It is a very dangerous scenario for the rest of the NFL. Uh, the NFC has themselves a powerhouse, almost a Mahomes type. It seems like you have the Mahomes in the AFC. He's basically the Mahomes of the yeah. NFC right now. That's how great he's been able to play. So it's his conference to lose right now. And obviously, guys like Green Bay and all these other teams looking up. You know, that's the team you're gonna yeah. see that you're gonna go through them no matter what. You're probably gonna go through their arena as well because. There's no doubt in my mind they're going to be having home court. I mean, home court, home field for yeah. the entire postseason. I, I mean, overall, the, uh, what they what they've been able to do, you know, they take flyers on two free agents, two older free agents that have played very well um, thus far. JJ Watt, and then you also add AJ Green, which AJ Green the last few years has dealt with injuries, and that's a that's a guy that was dominant. The the definition. Of a flyer this year because he's had foot injury, injuries, he's had ankle injuries. The guy hasn't put together a full season in the last the last probably four or five years. So the fact that he's playing the way he's playing, you have DeAndre Hopkins who's being DeAndre Hopkins. You know they're running the ball well with James Conner. They add James Conner too. I mean, just overall, this team, their offensive line is playing well. Yep. You know, their defense is playing well. That defense is flying around. You got Murphy Jr. That's, you know, insane in the secondary. I mean, overall, just this team, Arizona Cardinals, six and zero for a reason. They're they're un- the only undefeated team. Don't for understand a why they were dogs last week. I, neither do I. I. I mean, just overall, just. And I'm not Arizona the only one that was saying that. I think a lot of people had yeah. said that going into last week. And you know, I would take like, well, that. Why would you take second. Arizona? I'm like, well, they're undefeated and they're. They're the best team in football, yeah. so that's why I'm going to take them as I the mean, underdog. So the fact if if Arizona ends up as an underdog, you take them because that's just easy money. Yes, <laughs> you agreed. know, you know that's just that's just what it comes down to. Just as but, long as Colin Murray stays healthy yeah, in that exactly. game, you should get a win. So now, before we get out of here, there is another quarterback that has been in the news, obviously for a, a while now, um, but it's kind of went quiet since the season started. But it's kind of ramping back up because we're having the issues with Miami and injuries and Tua's not playing as well as you know maybe they would hope. This is probably the most important game for Tua today, and it's yeah. against Atlanta defense that is exactly. more than capable of getting play, uh, more than capable of being thrown on exactly. and run on. So it's really this is going to be a big game for him right now. I think Miami is going to be looking at this. With the microscope, like yes. they really are going to yeah. be really dissecting every single thing he does today on the football field because Which, they mean, have a big it's decision. It's a lot of pressure. To make. But it's it's also huge... a lot of capital to give up for one Absolutely. player that you feel like you already used enough capital on because yeah. you used the number one overall pick exactly. to grab Tua 
So it's uh, it's interesting, but obviously that we're talking about Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson here. Yeah, yeah. sorry, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't. <laughs> I took the Deshaun Watson I mean, announcement yeah. away from him. So sorry, I so, felt so bad. I was about. I said that I should have went with Deshaun, and you could have finished. Yeah. my apologies. Yeah. So that's that. That's who we're talking about is Deshaun Watson. Obviously, was in the news for sexual assault and harassment and everything that you could have. Um, you know, it's unacceptable. Something that you just never want your quarterback or anybody really uh, to be involved in. Deshaun Watson is the fact that Bro, the, the Houston guy thought, Texans. The guy thought of Masseuse like you know. Yeah, I know. That they, that they loved him. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. It is. It, it is was weird. weird. It was yeah. really weird. But it, it's unf- you know obviously so every every player has a Masseuse. You know so what it is. You get a lot. Well, yeah, you get a lot of players that just think they're untouchable, and obviously yep. they could sit there and feel like they could do anything. I mean, some of this came think, went back to Clemson too. No, absolutely, like this, of this course. I mean, but he was very popular Houston. in Clemson yeah. too. I mean, I remember Deshaun Watson being talked as the number one overall pick, and obviously he had a so-so season, and he ended up getting drafted late in the first round, yeah. but. And that could be part of the reason because he might have had that mindset that I can, you know, I'm untouchable here yeah. and I'm untouchable anywhere I go. And a lot of these football players deal with it from yeah. their hometowns, everything else. And he just really got a, you know, a kick in the nuts. To be honest with you, that's literally what it was. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's welcome to Earth. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're, you're a human being like the rest of us. You know, you're you're not untouchable here. You yep. can't just do whatever you want here. And obviously, it's been a big feedback. And obviously, Houston's probably can't believe something like this even happened because they've been trying to get rid of this guy who has obviously been giving them a hard time before any of this even came out. Well, that yeah, that's the thing. So now he had the issues with management before all these things came out. Then everything came out, and then Houston was like, wow, we just you know dodged a bullet. But then in the same sense, it's like now you're not going to get what you probably could have gotten mm-hmm. for a guy like Deshaun Watson. Uh, I mean, the fact that Houston is as bad as they are with you know who they have and they have Deshaun Watson on the back burner and they're still not dressing him they're still not playing him they're still not even practicing him yep. so this is just i mean it could end up being a very easy trade for Miami um but you have to really do your your research and your homework on this whole situation of course and also you know what Take a look at your own quarterback because you might have the answer in your own building. The fact that you wouldn't even have to give up as much stuff as you might have to give up for Deshaun Watson. So, as you said, this is a huge game. I would like Deshaun Watson just rotten Houston right now because I think they have a great future with Tyrod Taylor. I have felt so bad for Tyrod Taylor throughout his entire career. The circumstances that he has gone through (laughs) has been a disgrace. And obviously, you know, you even look at how Houston was the first couple of weeks before he got hurt. They were a great team. Yeah, they 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 really were winning. They they played a great game week one. I know they lost to the 49ers, but that was right. That was the 49ers. But that was you know that was a very competitive game after a while. You know, it's just and they they wound up scoring a lot of points that game as well. So. I think Houston has the answer in their own building, and I think Miami might have their own answer, and I think Deshaun Watson becomes a, a wild card at that point that you're going to end up getting off your team, and you yeah. think you were getting an overhaul for this man. Um, oh, I know. It, it's just, I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I mean. They're asking just, for too much. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, especially with all the variables and the unpredictability yeah. of everything. No, there's no shot I would ever well, give it up. Well, that and, and, you know, it's funny because you, you brought up the, you know, situations that Tyrod Taylor has been in. I mean, He's, I don't want to say the worst luck, but I mean, you go it's to a team. You, you go to a team in, um, Baltimore. Yep. You end up 
the backup to Lamar Jackson after Lamar Jackson takes the spot back. Um, you go to the Bills. You end up the backup to Josh Allen after Josh Allen took the spot over. Uh, you go to the Chargers, and you get take it, your spot taken over by Justin Herbert. <laughs> and then you go to Houston, and you get hurt in Houston. So it's like this guy, you know, he's going to good teams, and he's getting his spot taken over by the he's upper making, echelon. He's making the team every yeah, time. He's, exactly. He's got, he's got talent. It's just... The injuries are just really taking over everything, and, and after a while, you're, you're being you're you're having your spot taken over by the upper echelon of like great young quarterbacks. quarterbacks yeah, you know? great so quarterbacks like, right yeah. now. You know, Herbert's been great. Allen's been great. You know, Lamar they, Jackson is Lamar Jackson, and he's so been great like, too. So it's it, unfortunate, it's but I think when he comes back to Houston, I think Houston will have something to root for, which yeah, has been unfortunate so. because there's been a lot of stories that Houston fans wish they probably never read. Yeah. And nowadays, uh, hopefully, there's some good things coming out. Yeah, and uh, we forgot to bring out the Bengals. How about the Bengals? Yeah, playing great, yeah I, yeah. I was trying to hit every point here. And, yeah, uh, I did miss the Bengals because I mean, when you, you know, when when it comes to the Bengals, I, I still got to see more from their defense. Yeah, to put them on that upper. Joe know, Burrow's playing playing very well. He's been well. playing great, yeah, but he so, has thrown his share of picks too, yeah. and they've found ways to lose because of these picks. But he does turn it on when needed. Yep. Um, it's just they need that defense to come out and make a couple more big. Stops I mean, they should have right. beaten Green Bay. <clears throat> yep. Uh, I mean, five missed field goals in a row from both teams. And again, and just then <clears throat> giving them an opportunity, and the defense just obviously at that point were just tired down. Yep. You just got to find ways to make stops more and more, and you know, obviously Burrow's just got to do that a little bit more, yep. and he'll be able to you know get over the threshold. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, that will do it for – oh, actually, let's give our expectations. My expectations for this week, uh, I'm expecting the Jets to score their first time this season on their first drive. How about that? Yeah, and I'll be texting you by 107, <laughs> letting you know, hey, uh, good, 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 expectation. good expectation on that one. Um, there Listen, is- they're coming off the bye. So I'm, uh, maybe Salah got them together, scripted a good – Couple of plays. I think get Miami, them down the field. I think Miami. I think Miami winds up beating Atlanta right now at home. I know that spread started with Miami as a favorite. It has gone all the way to t- uh, Atlanta being yeah. a favorite. So everyone's putting the money on Atlanta. I'm gonna tell you right now. I think Miami's the way to go. I think the defense is better over oh, in yeah. Miami, and I think getting Tua back is a big difference. Uh, obviously, they don't have Devonte Parker back this week yet, but Jalen Waddle took over the role very, very yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, Gazeki's a good player. Um, I think their running game is still hasn't been. It's disappeared because they're playing using three or four of them, but they're keeping their guys healthy. You have a three, four man attack. Yeah. Your running game is going to be effective. So I, I, I see Miami with, uh, I mean, you could call it an upset at home for some reason. Tampa Bay. I mean, uh, Atlanta has gone all the way. I don't know why still, Atlanta would. But be I would a, stick a with Miami. Miami. I don't. I know the whole world's betting Atlanta right now, but I would stick with Miami. There you go. There's my expectation. And uh, my uh, a quick, a quick another expectation. I'm expecting the Arizona Cardinals to cover that 18 point spread. So yeah, I got him in suicide. So I'll really be sweating <laughs> yeah. by the. Uh, by the second quarter. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I think by the second quarter, I'll be good to go. That'll do it. We'll be back next week. I'm Jerry. I'm Kevin. Beat Breezy. Beat Breezy. And it is all over. You've been listening to Running Up the Score. We run up the score on Sports Radio.